When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Life's better with American Family Insurance because our home policies help protect your dreams and come with peace of mind. Save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote, find an agent at amfam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. This is a show in season five. If I could Baba Booey, Baba Booey, Baba Booey. Shut up, Leonard. Wiggler and Jazz, here till it ends. Needed to pass or fail Greendale with all of our friends. The brightest timeline makes you say, Touche. Community building is here to stay. Unsubscribe. Yeah, that's right, everybody. It's community building here on Post Show Recaps, talking about Season 5, Episodes 12 and 13, Basic Story and Basic Sandwich. Hello, everybody. I am Josh Wiggler, here to close out the fifth season of Community here on the Community Building Podcast. I am joined here in the secret underground tunnels of Post Show Recaps, (laughs) looking for gold with Jess Sterling. Yes, I have my robot Raquel nearby. Yeah. Don't mind um, me. Do you think that the listeners can notice that in between podcasts, I replaced all my teeth with diamonds? Or am <laughs> I, do I sound mostly normal? Mostly normal. I think your your lips might still be adjusting. Like, I can only imagine, um, We speaking of sandwich, uh, the sandwich mouth that you're getting from diamonds just cutting up your mouth constantly mm-hmm. all day. Yeah. Uh, well, diamonds are forever, and so are my new teeth, and so is this <laughs> podcast community building, except for the fact that we are just wrapping up season five and season five, I guess isn't forever because now it's done now it's over it's over it's done but we're just getting started talking about (laughs) these two final episodes of season five i'm really excited about it some programming notes here just off the top of course while this feels like a series finale of sorts it's not there's a whole other season of community still to come that i have not yet seen shall be covered on the podcast But we are entering hiatus mode after this week's podcast. We're wrapping up season five. Then we're going to put community building on hold while Jess and I deal with the TV apocalypse that is currently ongoing. (laughs) Apocalypse feels like it is like a a negative connotation for what's actually going on. This is like the joyous time of television. All of our favorite shows are coming back. They're just all coming back at once and we have to deal with it. What's a joyous word for catastrophe? Um, (laughs) I mean, it puts the cat in catastrophe. Cats are joyous for me. Cats are joyous. Uh Uh, I love an apostrophe. So the strophe like could be that. There you go. Uh Yeah. It's a, it's a, cataclysm of uh of wonderful things we have succession we have yellow jackets so much good tv we have ted lasso everything is coming back it's just that everything is coming back at the same time at the same exact time so uh in order to free up some room in our schedules while jess and i are both going to be really involved in a lot of these podcasts since we've reached the end of season five community feels like a good time to put this on hold so that when we resume 
we can give it our full attention. We can give mm-hmm. these final episodes of Community the undivided attention that I assume they deserve, Jess. Yeah, exactly. I think that it's when you're going into a final season, like we are with Succession, you really do want to like put all your eggs in that basket, give it everything it deserves. So we got to take some uh, needed rest and recuperation before we a long we, rest. Yeah, we yeah. go on to the like Yahoo screens uh, <laughs> episodes of Community. And I can't watch these on Yahoo screen. That's not an option. No. I'm not going to be able to do that. <laughs> I don't think you'd want to. Okay. All right. Fair <laughs> enough. Fair enough. But of course, we still have two season five episodes. We're going to talk about them today. We're going to get into all of your ratings, which you have sent in community at postshowrecaps.com. That's our feedback line as well. But you can get your scores for every episode on a scale of zero to four cools to community at postshowrecaps.com. If you're a patron of Postshow Recaps, you also get ad-free and or early access to community building, as the case may be. Also, live viewings of community, not for this episode, unfortunately, but they will be back for season six. So consider it patreon.com slash postshowrecaps. When community returns, you will be the first to hear about it um jess we're talking about basic story and basic sandwich today definitely feels like a two-part finale so it makes a lot of sense that we're talking about them in the same breath absolutely um as someone had pointed out in um and uh, I believe it was Eric Divestein, the great birthday boy, Eric Divestein, pointed out that the the third act of Basic Story was supposed to be the first act of Basic Sandwich. And then they decided to, to move things around a little bit. So you definitely can feel the energy of a two-part finale in these two episodes, for sure. Yes, uh, for sure. And I guess my read on these two episodes, Jess, is that people don't love them. Uh, do the people yeah. like, actively dislike the two, final two no. episodes of season? season five where it's just like it's fine i think it's mostly meh um and i think part of it is so like the production for advanced advanced dnd um was like uh impacted the final two episodes of the season and like i don't think they had like a ton of time i think time was an issue for them for these two episodes but i think for the most part people are kind of just like they're there they're fine they're decent they're, there. they're yeah. okay um so yeah and i think uh we're gonna get to some feedback later from the birthday boy eric divestein himself um about like how the the main issue is like is this a satisfying conclusion to the season are there enough episodes to satiate us Mm -hmm. basically um i would argue that like you know what when the whole episode when the whole season is based off of uh the save greendale committee uh, saving Greendale in the finale makes a ton of sense to me. Totally. Yeah, I actually think that the finale mostly really worked for me. And if this had been the end of Community, I don't think I would have minded this being the final point for the show. I think that the the message that I take away from this episode is, uh, you know, I think, is it Annie at one point? It's like, what's the point of all this Pierce died, Troy's left? Uh, yeah. Like, I feel like a lot has changed, changed in the, in the past uh, several episodes of the show and clearly the the meta of community which is always front and center in the conversation has been so complex uh and has been fraught as well dan Harmon getting fired dan Harmon returning after mm-hmm. a maligned season four dan Harmon and team come back and give us a knockout season of community at least a season of community with several knockout episodes if not the whole thing and by the end of it i think the takeaway kind of being like listen we saved it right you know we did we did what we came here to do we dug underneath the tunnels we found the the bag of money that's going to buy our way out of this problem 
problem. Um, and if we don't return past this because of the evil corporate overlords of your subways of the world, we did our best. We tried our hardest. And canonically, Earth got scorched by a meteor. And don't worry about it if we don't return. Uh, <laughs> I, I think that I enjoy that as a meta narrative underneath the two episodes. And I feel like as far as it wraps up sort of what was the purpose of season five, for me, it feels like if season five accomplished nothing else other than leaving us with a warm feeling about community rather than the bitter taste of season four, then it, it was a it was a successful mission and nothing else needed yeah. to happen past that point. So these two final episodes, basic story and basic sandwich, I think totally serve that agenda for me. I'll say, Jess, I do think I walk away from season five. Season five is my favorite season of community. Wow. Okay. Yeah, I really do yeah. think so. I think it's a special season. I think it's a lot of like just so much creative energy that is there on the table, on the line. Um, no shots wasted. Some episodes are worse than others. And I think that that is also instructive as far as what was working about the show and what wasn't and what can you no longer do when you don't have certain elements in place. Um, but I think that the compact season with a fairly tight focus Really worked for me. Uh, really, really worked for me. I love season two. I really do. And I love season three as well. But I think season five surprised me in a way that community never really did before, just because of so much hype behind those two seasons. The idea of season five as an entity. I did not realize that it would be as fun and great as it was. And uh, I will I will treasure season five forever, for sure. Just like these diamonds in my teeth. Yeah, I, th I think a lot of people feel similarly because, uh, like a one of my one of a characters of my favorite show, Ray Jarrell says, "It's all gravy, baby." Mm -hmm. And you finish out the show with season four, and you have this bitter taste in your mouth, and then it comes back. Everything after season four is gravy, baby. Everything just feels like an extra special treat because the show did come back. Um, I I do disagree in that I still think for me season two reigns supreme but i understand why people love season five i think for me season five is all bangers at the top um yeah. all bangers all day and then we kind of peter off skips. more towards the end and i think with it being only 13 episodes you kind of need it to all be bangers whereas season two it varies a little bit you have some lows you have some highs um, but I think consistency wise, like I find season two to be better. And I also find it difficult to put my favorite season being one without Troy there for the majority. Sure. The vast no, majority. That makes sense. That it's, makes sense. You know, I like a classic community, which is season two. Um, but I do I do love season five. And I really enjoyed rewatching it this time around um, with you getting to discuss like what works and what maybe doesn't work so much. Yeah. Um, well, let's talk about how the season ended. Let's start with a basic story, Jess. Yes. Uh, so we are in the study hall and we're, we're nearly out of to do stars for the Save Greendale committee. Abed doesn't like the moment of peace. He says it's a calm before the storm. The dean comes on to make an announcement. Abed's like, oh, like, here it is. And, and he's like, oh, I just leaned on this accidentally. I just love you guys. <laughs> um, and so the school board guys come into the dean's office. They say the insurance guy is going to come in and appraise the school tomorrow. And the school better appraise high. Mm -hmm. uh, no, who likes insurance people, right? Just barging into your school. It's a really tough time. On things. Yeah. No one's a fan of this. Um, so back in the study hall, everyone is just like casually sitting in the study room, just playing games on their phone. Turns out Chang is actually playing with an irrigation <laughs> software that he paid far too much money for. I'm having fun. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> uh, the dean comes in. He says, we need we need the safe Greendale committee. Call to adventure. Call to adventure. 
Uh, he says there's only uh, this is what Shirley says there's only one man qualified to appraise insurance and he died 2,000 years ago on a cross. Oh my gosh. I love what Hickey says about uh, insurance appraisers. Their blood is darker. Yeah. I yeah, felt that like in my orc. bones. Yeah. yeah. Uh, everyone take a breath. You're overreacting because this school is addicted to crisis. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, this is so sad but Jeff says you're like one of those Hurricane Katrina dogs that won't let anyone pet them anymore. Dark. Dark. Dark <laughs> so like dark. the insurance appraiser's blood. Yeah. Uh, he says this doesn't have to be a big deal but of course Abed is going to make it into a big deal he tells the dean he has to learn Swedish he tells Hickey to get in touch with some old criminals uh, Annie has to make a particle accelerator out of mm. tissue boxes yeah Jeff has to be like Abed this isn't a story we're not in trouble nothing has to happen here yeah. uh, and Abed's like wait if we're not in a story anymore what does that mean and so the show itself starts to sort of like break apart at yeah. the seams as we just watch this guy uh, slurp soup <laughs> I was so upset by this, Josh. I was so, it was so many slurps. Mm-hmm. If you know me at all, you know I, I cannot, I can deal with like a little bit of open mouth chewing, but the minute someone starts slurping soup, I die inside. Like <laughs> pieces of my soul tar- start to wither. Yeah. I was very upset by it. Like why? Blow on it. Like cool it off. Why are you slurping? So funny. Very, so very upsetting. funny. Just, just slurping that soup down. Uh, and I think showing like what happens if there's no story left and i think like there's almost an, an argument of like do you want us to keep going if we can't find a story yeah you know it's just gonna be people slurping soup if you can't find a story so i thought i thought that, that was pretty pretty funny yeah um so yeah we end up going uh past that to the dean's office uh jeff discovers the dean's uh, mother's wedding ring uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, she had strangely large fingers. It's partly why she died. My God. Um, and so Jeff is just like, listen, this does need to be a big deal. But Annie says, listen, you settled down. You're a teacher. You like it. And Jeff says, this should be a really boring story, as boring as Britta and Troy dating. Vicious. Absolutely vicious. <laughs> very so funny. Very, very vicious. Yeah. It's not quite uh, taking shots at yourself. <laughs> you I know? love it. I love uh-huh. it. Punching yeah. yourself in the face. Not really, uh, though. Sort of <laughs> punching two other people in the face. Uh, so Abed is trying to deny that there's a story at all. He announces the te- the answer is definitely in the teacher's lounge. And he just, like, runs straight away from the camera. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, then the insurance appraiser arrives. This is... He's going to hear to determine the school's level of liability. He is the most boring human being of all time. He is like, I don't know if you know what a declarations page is, Josh. Like, it's it's the way he is explaining, like, everything in finite detail about defining what a dog is, defining what a school is. Um, it's He's basically reading a declarations page of insurance policy, and it is so supremely boring. Um, meanwhile, Shirley is whispering to Jeff. She's like, I know how much you care about Greendale. And he says, you have something in your teeth. And she says, you have something in your chest. Yeah. You have something <laughs> in your chest is a good line. It's so good. And the guy is so extra like his, the way the he's stairs. testing the steps. Yeah. It's ridiculous. <laughs> That's so stupid. Uh, Abed is continuing to freak out. Everything is a story. The camera finds him. He sees a vision of himself as like God with the beard. Yeah, he has a white Christmassy like yeah. uh Santa beard. He's God Abed. Godbed. <laughs> Godbed. Abed Abed Abed. Yeah. We that we did that episode already. He's trying to break free from this and mm-hmm. Leonard walks by and we hear and subscribe, uh, which yeah. is a reminder to go search Poster Recaps community building in your podcast app of choice. Yeah. 
Uh, we're back in the student lounge, and the appraisal guy says, I need to shake the vending machine to see if it falls on us. Like, six or seven people die a year, usually insurance appraisers. Mm-hmm. So he shakes it so viciously. And he doesn't die. <laughs> no. He makes uh, it. And he says, everything is good. The gas leak is repaired. The fire escapes actually lead outside. There are no new species of animals this week. Uh, the campus is now officially an asset, meaning it has value. Yeah, and everyone is really happy. Everybody's yeah. favorite Dave Matthews plays. Ants marching. The bass riff is happening. Yeah. But this is actually maybe bad news because what it means is the school board is going to sell Greendale. Yeah, it's now an asset. They're thinking about selling it to either TJ Maxx, Marshalls, Ben and Jerry's. Uh, and uh, Abed runs in after and says, it's story free now. Yeah, um, but everyone's, now the yeah. story has returned. The story is back. Yeah, Dean tries to pull the vending machine down on him. <laughs> he wants to be one of the six. Let me be one of the six. <laughs> yeah, Jeff says, we saved Green down. Now they're going to sell it. Uh, and Hickey, I love Hickey threatening Starburns. He's <laughs> like, mm-hmm. there's going to be two noises, me punching you twice. <laughs> yeah, me hitting you twice. Yeah. <laughs> it's so good. Uh, so Subway is going to take over the school. Um, and, of course, Annie is still trying to figure out a way to save Greendale, even as everything is getting boxed up. She wants up. to put it on the Internet. Once it's on the Internet, everything changes. Yeah. Yep. Sure. Uh, but Abed says, we need we need to get buried treasure uh, and they they conclude Everyone's like, their no, last that's meeting. not going to work. It's not going to be a thing. Yeah, and Chang is not. like, so like we're just confirming that we've exhausted all of our ideas. And there's nothing that's going to happen. And Jeff's like, yeah. And so Chang just steps up and rips his shirt open, saying, "I love Subway. Five dollar, five dollar foot long." Uh, final unexpected betrayal from Chang. And it's great because he, um, <laughs> it's even better because he, like, obviously wrote this in, like, marker on his mm-hmm. shirt. Like, it's not even a well-crafted shirt. Um, it is really funny. The I, And, you know, let me tell you, the $5 footlong is such a bop. Like, it's I remember really that being on, the com- on commercials all day, every day when it was a thing. And it was definitely an earworm. So props to Subway for that that bop of a song for sure the five dollar foot long lives rent free in our hearts minds and stomachs because the bread is never truly digested (laughs) um so uh so yeah so everyone is just like really like he just okay he did that yep he's Mm -hmm. gone uh and now the campus is going to be a subway school yeah Um, so it's gonna be subway university uh and the poor dean he's all he's come completely apart he's just crying in his underwear (laughs) on the floor of his office yeah and annie and abed go in uh and uh i love how annie says what's the matter guys can't wait until greendale's corpse is cold before you put a six inch white bun and then they have this whole argument about how like sandwich or subway they're not buns yeah Yeah. they call it bread yeah what's your unit of bread it's bread uh and so they they go and uh end up helping the dean pack um and dean's really upset he got his own label maker he can't even use it he makes a label for himself bad dean mm-hmm. uh and then they're looking at photos of greendale's history where there's a photo of russell Bor- borchert um, orchard yeah uh, he loves computers more <laughs> more than women's butts or hooters <laughs> Orchard Portrait so love computers more than women's butts or hooters. It's so stupid. Very mature. It's so it's so funny. Yeah, he uh, made love to a computer and died of the first computer virus. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And he was it a feels millionaire. Feels like I've seen that sci-fi movie before. <laughs> yeah. 
was a millionaire and a genius. He had sex with one computer, and that's, and that's his, legacy. his legacy. Wow. Uh, She's not like, just a computer. That's Raquel we're talking about. Yeah. Folks. And he says, What am I going to be remembered as the bald dean with glasses? Yeah. Uh, but then there's a there's a note on the on the photo that's just like the secret is behind me or something. Uh-huh. And there's, a, yeah. there's a note behind the photo. You know, there's like a guess. literal note behind the photo. Yeah, it's so silly. Uh, and so they all gasp. Uh, meanwhile, the head honcho at Subway uh, asks Jeff if he can, instead of teaching law, teach sandwich law. Uh-huh. And he gives him a Subway black card that entitles him to $5 footlongs for life. For life. Uh, so he's going to have a lifetime supply of Subway. This is like the worst Willy Wonka factory ever. It is. However, with like inflation being a real like a real issue right now, Jeff is thriving on yeah. his $5 footlongs. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, he never goes hungry again so that's the thing yeah uh, and he may never be lonely again because jeff and britta are going to decide that maybe it's time uh to get back together and so i can imagine this being very eye-rolly but i do think that the joke that's being explored here and the idea of let's revert back to the origin point let's go yeah. all the way back to start let's hit reset Let's break these characters out of the show. Let's Joey them into their own program. Oh, God. uh, And see what happens. And so I think as the idea is exploring community, not just Greendale, but community is coming apart by the seams. We got to, you know, find the treasure that will make this not happen. Uh, I think it's pretty funny. I think it's funny on that level. And it would be worse if it actually turned into something. But as it's just a joke, I think it works. Yeah, it's very, uh, I love in the next episode, like Abed talks, refers to them as like a spin-off. They're trying to spin off. Um, that that part is very funny. Like it's it's a little bleh, but like it's, it's mostly okay yeah. with me. Um, and so just as they're talking about getting married and like they're trying to like, oh, we haven't had sex on the new table yet. Okay, let's do that. Annie, Dean, and Abed just burst in buried treasure. Buried treasure. <laughs> I feel like there's some Nick Cage still happening here. Yeah. <laughs> Feels very natty trash. Yeah. Uh, it's just buried treasure. Uh, Chang overhears everything. Uh, and that's he writes our, it down on a napkin, yeah. but what he actually writes down is tomato. Tomato. He's standing behind a big thing of that's like a big uh, what's it called? A big tomato. Uh-huh. It's really it's it's silly. Yeah, it's uh-huh. dumb. Yeah. Um, and then we get the end scene. Uh, Hickey and Duncan are like chatting about what do we do next? You know that the school's going to be turned into a subway. Uh, and they like go into this whole backstory thing where Hickey could be Duncan's father. Yeah, because they both like, like spent time in the same like Hickey spent time in Duncan's hometown and yes. slept with with a with a sex worker who may or may not have been Duncan's mom, but no, Duncan's mom has both thumbs. Yeah. Uh, and uh, but it might have been his aunt, and he kind of looks suspiciously like Duncan's cousin. So yeah. Hickey could be Duncan's uncle. Yeah, it's ridiculous. I I like this. I gave it a streets ahead. It's sure. pretty yeah, silly. Me too. Yeah, these yeah. are two really talented actors just bouncing off of each other. Yeah. Hard to not like it. Yeah, I liked it. I liked it as yeah. well. So, what did you think of this episode overall? Yeah, I think it's fine. I think to kind of like grade it completely on its own doesn't feel uh, valuable to me. I think that this one really only works in so far as the next one. Uh, yeah, so it's very as, much a part one as its own episode in its own entirety. Like maybe that's not the absolute best, but I think as far as it interacts with the next episode, I think the two of them work well together yeah all right well let's dive into the next episode of community basic sandwich oh my god 
At Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. Whether your pursuit involves a bachelor's, master's, or doctoral degree, GCU's learning environments are designed for supportive networking and collaboration. With over 330 academic programs, GCU provides a path to help you fulfill your dreams. The pursuit to serve others is yours. Find your purpose at GCU. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu. Okay, basic sandwich time here uh, as we are going to one last kooky plan to save Greendale. Or I guess one last sandwich, but they had a cookies at uh, Subway, right? They've got cookies. Oh, they have really good white chocolate chip macadamia nut cookies, I like their, that's your vibe. Did they have a, the M&M cookie? They did. I love an M&M cookie. Something See, happens to the M&M in the cookie making process that changes it for the better, I think. Can I, can I give a hot take? This might sure. be a hot take. The show of an m&m yeah it's not great right um, do you remember the it doesn't ad? taste like anything well no it's okay but do, do you not remember their whole marketing thing was melt in your mouth not your hands um those absolutely melt in your hands like this is a lie yeah now, and it's actually even worse because it leaves you with like different color stains yes. on your hands yeah now let me posit this mini cadbury eggs okay the shells are elite no, no meltage. You can hold them for days, and I don't think you'd get any colored stains on your hands. And they're harder. They're, like, thicker. They're crunchier. So much better than M&M's. I haven't had a, a little one of those Cadbury you eggs. you got to get them. It, the, now is the time. Tis now the is the season. season. Yeah, the they don't season. have them year-round, although I did find they did make a Christmas version that I, I absolutely bought. Okay, all right. Okay. Well, I'm not doing the M&M's all that often. Uh, when I do the M&M's, it's usually when I'm traveling. And yeah. we will go after like a bag of caramel M and M's. Oh, caramel is yeah, your they're good. choice. They're quite good. Fast. I like the peanut butter. Peanut I like butter the pe- and the I like the peanut. I like I like a lot of M and M's. I think they're good. I just don't really go after them. Yeah, that's fine. I'm just saying the mini Cadbury eggs are where it's at. Yeah, I don't uh, think you're wrong. I don't think you're wrong. So we start up in Dean's office, and they're looking at like a slideshow of Russell Borchert, a computer genius, anti-deodorant activist, and millionaire. He was rich for having invented the nine-track cassette, which the eight-track industry paid to keep quiet. Uh-huh. Uh, so he funneled wealth into a computer school called Greendale. He was like obsessed with this machine that could have feelings, and he used nothing but gold to assemble his circuitry because it's a better conductor of human emotion. Yeah. And so the uh, but- idea that then is that he and this computer that is created with gold are secretly locked in his underground office that no one has seen or heard of in decades right they thought there was a secret vault and they think that's where the treasure was going to be like Mm -hmm. no one knew that he was going to be down there it was more of like oh he kept all his treasure down there so so. we're going to go full goonies basically is the idea here we're going to go full goonies we're going to go look for one-eyed willie's rich stuff uh, and in this case, it's going to be Professor Borchert's rich stuff. Uh, right. And it's pretty funny. Who as is rich stuff? Uh, uh, who is rich stuff? Uh, well, who is Professor Borchert? That's Chris Elliott, the famous uh, comedian, SNL alum. He's Woogie from Something About Mary. And I don't know the name of his character in Schitt's Creek, but I don't? know that he's there. It's a very funny, it's Roland, Roland Shit. Roland Shit is his name? Yes. As in that's what he's Roland in? Yep. Uh, That's great. I still haven't done Shit's Creek. Shit's Creek is still out there waiting to be started. Yeah. We'll see someday. We'll see. So, yeah, so he is going to be playing, uh, (laughs) he's going to be playing Borchert here. And so they get the blueprints. 
and they open them all up and Duncan says, the campus looks like a penis. Uh-huh. And I love Hickey saying like, what does your penis look like? It clearly looks like a series of buildings. Let's all laugh at me. <laughs> it's so stupid. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so Hickey starts to take down a wall where there is like an X, but instead he just hits a bunch of wires. Uh, Chang is trying to get in the room, but it's locked. Duncan gets electrocuted. <laughs> God, Duncan has been uh, a very strange, but mostly, I say mostly welcome addition to the crew this season. Uh, I do think that, like, it's been fun to see if the whole idea was going to be, like, the the faculty-student alliance, we did need more faculty people here. So uh, bringing Duncan in as a known quantity, just sort of like another way of, like, smoothing over the absence of Donald Glover, I think. Uh, yeah. that is that that was helpful. He's very funny in this episode. Him being electrocuted is great. It is really. He looks really messed he looks up. Dead. Yeah, he looks terrible. And Dean, of course, is still like, wait, what if the sparks spell out the next clue? Mm-hmm. Uh, the whole wall catches on fire. Um, and Jeff says, listen, everyone, it's over. Britta and I are getting married. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and this is when Abed finds the trap door. Uh, Annie is, of course, uh, very upset at the Britta and Jeff of it all. Um, and this is when the school board knocks on the door and they're like, oh, we got to go find the key. And Shane comes back with the it's roll It's never keys. the first key. It's fair. It never is, though. Yeah, it usually isn't. But then he, like, pushes it down and, he, and he's like, oh, it's never the first key. Like, so he's just, like, living in this key loop. Mm-hmm. You can't find the right key. It's like a Schrodinger's key. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. I don't <laughs> so, know yeah. that it's exactly like that. It's kind of like it, though. It's enough like that. <laughs> yeah. That will just uh, No scientists come for me. I don't actually know. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so Richie decides, you know what, so I'm just going to slam we've my seen body these, in. We've seen these two guys before they, a couple of times. They've been around, um, yeah. One is Richie, and he's the one who's the psychic. Yes. Yeah, Richie, <laughs> Richie is the psychic. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's absolutely ridiculous. Um, that part I, does I thought me. he was hilarious in this episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was a real surprise for me. He's like, it's going to have a hang <laughs> It's really, really funny. Yeah. Uh, and so, so yeah, so he slams into the door, breaks in, and her, Hickey and Shirley are just sitting with a, an electrocuted Duncan drinking tea. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so everyone has climbed down now into this, like, vault area, and they're all shushing each other, but they're shh, 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 and it's And he just, like, loud. yells at them to be quiet. No one yeah. really gets in trouble for it. <laughs> Uh, they find the lost section of Greendale from the 70s. Mm-hmm. Um, it's Dean who says, relax. If it's anything like a regular dungeon, it's only as dangerous as whoever invited That's you. very funny. Uh, Annie's upset. Uh, even if we do save Greendale, which Greendale are we saving? First Pierce dies, then Troy leaves. Now people are dot, 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 getting yeah. married. She's upset, Jess. Yeah, this is like, very meh for me i know it's like almost like they come back to this well too often Mm -hmm. and it's kind of like it's it's worn out it's welcome for me uh have annie be obsessed with something else she's an obsessive person she doesn't have to be obsessed with jeff i think for me the fact that it's not um it it's not being played as a joke and i think also like jeff's authentic figuring out the situation at the end of the episode seems to be stemming from his true feelings for Annie 
It's just like a little too saccharine sweet for me. Well, and because we just found just out like that he's Just like the candy 40. shell. It's just the candy shell that's melting in my hand. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, but Abed says, don't worry. I don't know people, but I know TV. And when characters feel like the show they're on is ending, their instinct is to spin off into something safer. Yeah. Jeff, is British, Jeff in British case, something that will last six episodes and have a lot of bickering about tweezers and gluten starring them in an equally waspy brunette couple with a title like... Better with my worst half or awfully wedded or tying the knot, but not is spelled without a K. Or hashtag couple people problems. <laughs> and he's like, it's okay, so stop funny. developing. Stop you developing. You can honestly see this, though. Yeah. That's the best part. Uh, um, and so they have, like, yeah. this little moment. Like, it's it's our show. It's not over. And Annie looks really happy. And then Abed's like, I have a girlfriend. She's like, what? And he's like, you were about to do the lean-in kiss. I have to say that I thought that was what was about to happen really? as well. Yeah, before oh he said gosh. anything, it was like, wait, are they about to do the thing again? No, uh, no. I still, I still like their chemistry from uh, from the paintball episodes. But yeah, for sure, do? they have mm-hmm. they have chemistry yeah. as much as the two actors on the show have chemistry because yeah. they're all supremely talented. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so yeah, so they they found, <laughs> they found a, a CB radio, basketball cards with white people on them, uh-huh. and this little rocket launcher from some action figure. Oh yeah, and it's a good Dean... GI Joe shout. <laughs> <laughs> Dean almost dies. Yeah, he shoots it into his throat. <laughs> Uh, but Britta and Jeff are holding hands and this is when Abed says, Oh, play track number one twenty seven on the jukebox because it's open the door by the secret doors. Yeah, you just opened the door. The song is really good. Open the door. Yeah. Open in the door. Yeah. It's really good. We wrote this song when you opened the door. <laughs> it's very it meta. Is. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, but they do find uh Borchert's secret lab. They find the gold in his machine, but they also find him. Yes. <laughs> wandering around and i love abed being like i have some hard truths for you dennis hopper is dead tv shows give no time for theme songs anymore and woody allen did the voice of a cartoon ant yeah this really uh is is tough news to receive it was tough news for me to be reminded of the fact that dennis hopper was dead in 2014 gosh it's been a long time you just watched him in speed i did i just watched some way in some ways dennis hopper is forever much like the diamonds um we go back we see hickey and shirley getting interrogated uh and then (laughs) she's gonna use his secret mind powers yeah you're special richie your mind is special your mind is special you know it works different differently from other kids minds and he's like you just see him like going through this mind palace and landing like zooming into hickey's brain and then he walks out. They climbed out a window of the roof. They hopped on a hang glider and flew across town to that Greek restaurant. Papa Christos, I robbed your brain. I robbed it. <laughs> and the computer's like, no, they're in this hatch. It's like, He's all right, like, well, we're going to find a hang glider. glider? <laughs> it's so uh, stupid. Richie, an unexpected delight in this episode. It's so dumb. Uh, Mimo <laughs> Borcher is telling the, the crew about his life. He calls the machine Raquel. Mm-hmm. She just needs a little time. Raquel. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, Annie says, look at him. He's one of us. Since when do human beings decide which dreams are worthwhile? Look at him. We have, a respect, we have to respect each other enough to let each other want what we want, no matter how transparently self-destructive or empty our desires may be. Uh-huh. Look yeah. at right Jeff and Britta. Uh, but Borchardt's like, listen, I have tons of money. I have a couple million dollars. That's probably not worth anything, but here you go. Yeah. Uh, but the school board shows up, and is it is it once again, <laughs> is it Richie? It's Richie that is has the magnet. Is he rich stuff? Is this rich stuff? He threatens to use a pickle magnet on Raquel. Uh, yeah. And Chang, Chang, you betrayed us again. And he uh, tries to take his mask off, but he's like, I'm not wearing a mask. It's so stupid. <laughs> 
It's so dumb. He tries to rip his own face off. Yeah. Yeah, it's absolutely ridiculous. He says, oh, I'm just mentally ill. Never mind. Yeah. Poor, uh, so... <laughs> <Support> poor Chang. <laughs> so Richie does put the magnet on Raquel. They all get locked in as everyone scoots out the door. Yeah. Uh, and Raquel controls everything. They're trapped in there forever. And Jeff and Britta, of course, are drawn back to one another again to spin off. Yes. Um, but Raquel has emotional components. And they're still online. <laughs> And yeah, the emotional like components are still online. Uh-huh. Uh, and if uh, we can, like, bring it back online, then maybe we'll be able to get out of the room, basically. Yeah. But somebody's going to need to be more emotional than Professor Borchert pulling up his shirt and rubbing his nipples. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why the scene of him pulling his shirt up and touching his nipples cracks me up so much, but it, it really did. It really yeah. did for no reason. It's yeah. so stupid. Uh, and so, so yeah, so this is when, um, this is when Jeff finds out that, oh, Borchert started Greendale, uh, British shows Borchert a video of a kitten and mm-hmm. he sees like all the comments and he's like, oh my God, the idiots won. They won. They my won. work is done. Yeah. Um, and yeah, we find, uh, they find a deed to Greendale to say Borchert pro- par- like partially owns Greendale. Right. So if they're able to get this proof, then uh, in a in a major Goonies moment, like we will not sign today, not today, not ever. Uh, and so that's what they're trying to do. But they got to get out of there. And Jeff is the one who steps up uh, where he knows that he has changed enough that he is going to be the one who can get them out of this situation. So he puts on like right. a Professor X Cerebro helmet uh, and he looks at all of them. Uh, and the one that ends up getting him uh, through uh, after, like, he's like, Abed's like, can I give you some voiceover? Course, shut up, Abed. It's the uh, milady, my lord. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing that opens the door. Blah. I see. I didn't necessarily, I don't know. I didn't read that it was like, oh, suddenly Annie's was enough. I read that it was like. Uh, the, like the accumulation the of all accumulation of, it. of the love. That's how mm. I read it. I think it like was... that being like the final uh, like point in the in the sentence makes it feel like that's the thing that put it into overdrive. Whatever. Like be. sometimes I'm hot and cold on on uh, on Jeff and Annie. Like sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. I just think like going for like this sweet moment here in this episode where like it has been so meta. I don't know. Maybe there's a world in which it's like, well, this is how community developed. Like maybe it started off as Jeff and Britta, but by the end of season one, it did turn into Jeff and Annie, even if I didn't like the way that they did that and then did away with it in the start of season two. But the show, like clearly as far as like the chemistry between Jeff and somebody else within the core cast, it's turned into Jeff and Annie at this point. So maybe the argument is like, we're not going to try and spin off. We're going to try and save our show. Uh, And so like, I get that to mm-hmm. some degree. I think in in that framing, it works a little bit better for me. Yeah, I don't. I don't necessarily mind it, and I just like I said, I look at it as like it's it's the accumulation of the love that he has for his friends and like for yeah. his people. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So the door does open. Uh. And the group interrupts the signing of the documents. Uh. Jeff says, "I teach law at Greendale, so believe me, I don't know much about the law, but I do know a contract violation when I see one." So Borchardt is now the vice dean. And he has to give input about the school's endeavors. And so he walks up to that. And he, and he looks nasty. We haven't talked about his appearance much. Mm-hmm. Like, he he's so dirty. And his nails are some of the grossest things I've ever seen on my TV yeah. screen. 
Like, yeah. They're gross. Savage. Uh, and he says, hi, I guess we're going to be partners. I understand there's some internet where I, where I can make my inner thoughts public. Uh-huh. <laughs> and so Subway is like, uh, nah, we don't do conflict. We don't we do, do conflict. Good, good prices. Yeah, we are but simple sandwich artists who want the world to eat fresh. Subway, peace out. Yeah, and they leave. And this does crack me up. I love that Subway refers to the people that work there as uh, sandwich artists. Uh, I had a friend who worked at Subway, and she's like, yeah, it says sandwich artist on my resume. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's so For stupid. For a reason. Yeah. You know? Um, so everyone saved Greendale. So we get some more Dave Matthews. Dave plays. Everyone dances. Jeff and Britta say the marriage is off. The wedding is off. High five. Uh, and Hickey tells Shirley he I secretly was. I was thinking about a hand glider. <laughs> so stupid. Yeah, the school board offers Chang a job. His first job is to safely deliver the money to the city's bursar office. Yeah. Uh, but instead, he makes a phone call. Can I replace all my teeth with diamonds? So he just walks off with the bag of cash. So stupid. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. And Abed says, like, oh, I never got to wish you a happy birthday, Halloween or Christmas or any specific calendar event. Uh, we'll be back next year. They saved Greendale. Yeah, and if not, then we got wiped out in a catastrophic event, and that's canon. Uh, and we see, like, everyone around the table. And Chang has the, there's this close-up on his vile diamond teeth. It's so gross. It's so much. <laughs> it's so awful. It's so gross. It's so like, the gums. The gums and the diamonds. Oh. Absolutely horrific, and I hate it. I hate it. I love it. Uh, I love it so much. And then we get our end credit scene, which I was I was very waffly on. I was very on the fence about because like yeah. if you understand the reference, it's really funny. Well, the reference is like this is what TVs turn into and this is what's getting upvoted over our show as original and audacious as ours. Is it's like uh, you know, celebrity right. beat off is not far away from the types of shows that are still being made, but we're yeah. certainly really prominent. Uh, on network TV at this uh, moment in time. So uh, I went ahead ultimately because I think it was very, it feels like very brave. It feels like a slap in the face uh, at NBC when like the idea is like, well, we want to make another season, but we're not so sure we're going to get the chance. uh, And we really need, uh, you know, NBC to step up, but I'm also not going to just like smack them across the face while they're waiting to make their decision. Maybe not tactically wise, but I don't know that tactically sound decisions ever really took precedent over the artistic vision of this show. No, not for Dan Harmon. That's and for clearly sure. Yahoo screen is on the way to save the day. So ultimately all is well that ends well. I think as far as this being the final note that they get on NBC, I cannot uh, do anything other than vote streets ahead. Yeah. Some of the shows are thought Jacker with Richie <laughs> intensive Karen, Mr. Egypt, celebrity beat off and captain yeah. cook. Mm-hmm. And yeah. they have like, it is very of the times. Like that's what NBC had run for their commercials for shows was that exact setup yeah uh so it's it's particularly iconic if you watched nbc at this time uh you know it's very i mean as as the show tends to be it's very topical yeah um so yeah streets ahead uh for, on this one um let's get into some some feedback let's do it gathered. uh aforementioned eric divestein writes in i think season five just feels too short The first three seasons had enough episodes to make a journey of each year at Greendale. Season five, as good as many individual episodes are, just goes by in a flash and doesn't feel like a year has passed. There's a lot of saying that the committee saved Greendale, but very little of them actually doing it. I think if this season was even three or four episodes longer, it would go a long way. Um, I don't necessarily feel that way, but uh, to each their own. I think if if I felt anything, it would be 
could they have found some way to space out Donald Glover's appearances uh, through the season? Mm, like, could you have like banked some of those episodes? But I don't know if there's like contractual reasons maybe that they wouldn't have been able to do that. And yeah. certainly there's production realities that would make that very difficult to accomplish. So, uh, yeah, it, d- it feels like they were a bit lost, like midway through the season and towards the towards the end of the season. It did feel like they were kind of um, just kind of I don't know swimming in place like running in place like they weren't really going anywhere I do tend to agree with Eric like something about that's magical about the show is like I do sometimes wish for the days of sitcoms when they had themed episodes like a shout out to Abbott Elementary right like they have these like Christmas themed uh, Halloween themed right like I love a seasonal episode of a show um, so I do miss it a little bit with these shorter seasons. Um, and I think there is a, a good point to like, there's not, even if there, I mean, you could do it in 13 episodes, but the show didn't like yeah. kind of make it a whole, the big arc. Right. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, Riley says the fact that the save Greendale committee saved Greendale and then they want to sell it perfectly matches up with the fact that community had been butchered in season four. Dan Harmon came back and saved community, made it good again. And then NBC wanted to cancel it. Uh, yeah, I feel like even without knowing too much of the history behind it for me, like that read, <laughs> like that radiated from the storyline. So yeah, again, I think that I appreciate the audaciousness of this story of like, all right, so you, we saved the day and you're just going to show us the door? Well, let me show yeah. you this. Uh, so I appreciate that. I think that this, as far as it being, if this had been the end, uh, would have worked just fine for me. Um, long time first time writes in, there's no way I can adequately express how happy it makes me when the show gets meta like this. I literally get goosebumps when Abed interacts with the fourth wall. Then when Annie, Abed, and the Dean do their buried treasure dance, you really owe it to yourself to rewind it three times and focus on each dance individually. All three are exquisite in their own way. I'm going to have to go back and check the tape. They are really funny. Like, especially when, uh, and I I just assume that this is is like the actors doing this, that like, there's a moment when Dean is like bearing down, bear down for midterms. Like he's Uh like crouching down (laughs) in this way. And Annie like mimics him, but then she like explodes. The physicality in that, scene is really really funny it's partially why i gave annie a little bit of a boost in mind yummy beans for that episode because i particularly find her dancing the funniest yeah and just just the shouting of very treasure very like, treasure ridiculous yeah you know? that's very nicholas cage it feels like mm-hmm. uh all right let's do the meow meow beans one last time for season five we've got two episodes to do the meow meow beans for my Meow Meow Beans for both episodes actually end up being exactly the same. Um, I think that everyone is at least average in, in these two episodes. And then I think because I enjoyed the episodes and I enjoyed the season, I gave everybody a scooch above my uh, 2.5, which is sort of like mm. the you were there point. So everybody gets a three, except for the Dean, who I think is particularly funny in these two episodes. He gets a four. And I would also say that about Chang. Of course, he is my he is my favorite at this point. Uh, the diamonds in the teeth is ridiculous. The final betrayal. I think that that was like a really good use of finally doing that again with Chang this season. That worked really well for me. Uh, so fours for Chang, fours for Dean, threes for every other character on the show for me. What did you do for episode 12 and 13 for your Meow Meow Beans, Jess? 
Yeah, um, I feel very similarly to you. Everyone feels like mostly average. So in episode 12, I gave Jeff, Britta, Abed, and Shirley all threes. They all feel just a, a smidge above average. Um, I gave Annie a three and a half. Again, the Barry Treasure Dance kills me. And I gave Chang and Dean both fours because they do feel like they should stand out just in the the, the performances. They're very funny. Uh, Chang with the $5 foot long song is really, really good. Mm-hmm. Um, For episode 13, um, I gave Jeff, Britta, and Abed and Annie all three and a halves. Shirley and Chang got threes. Again, I don't think they have as much to do here. Chang to me is funnier in, in part one than he is in part two. Uh, the diamond teeth thing doesn't doesn't tickle me that much. Uh, and Dean got gets a four. Um, I don't know. Something about the Dean when he was choking on the on the toy really did crack me up. Yeah. Uh, mostly Jim Rash, honestly. Can I give all my points to, to Jim Rash? You he's sure just, can. He's, yeah. he's so talented. Yeah. Um, but uh, would you like to hear who won this season? Of the character rankings. Well, why don't we why don't we go in uh, descending order? Or I guess it's is it ascending? I always get this confused. Let's go to the bottom to the top. Bottom That'll to top. That'll do it. That's yeah. it. Uh, Z to A. Let's uh, yeah. reverse the spreadsheet. Uh, so bringing up the rear, I guess we've uh, we've uh, we've blanked out Troy. Troy doesn't yeah, count because he, he left yeah. the show. He had sixty five uh, points, but like he wasn't earning any for like most of the season yeah he should have been able to get like passive xp like uh like a passive <laughs> three points every episode just an average of three every episode yeah it would have been great yeah. would have been great uh the dean just i think due to screen time uh this always tends to be the case with the dean dean ends up being in last place 106 but i i think dean was a real highlight of the season for me um jeff ends up in sixth place i feel like there was a time where it looked like jeff might have been uh, a leading candidate for mvp this season if i'm not mistaken but he ends up with 110.5 mm-hmm. it's really tight actually uh for the next ones uh brita at five 112.5 abed at four with 113.5 annie at three with 115 meow meow beans shirley at two with 115.5 meow meow beans our winner of the meow meow beans for season five I'm Senior Chang, and I'm so ill. This is a warning. I can't be killed. We've got King Chang at the top of the hill, Jess. Mm -hmm. Benjamin Chang is the Season 5 Character Rankings Meow Meow Beans champion. Your thoughts at this hour? I'm really, I'm really pleased, to be honest. I'm very happy because this means we continue the streak of having a different character win every single season. And I love how fitting it is that your favorite season has your favorite character Uh. at the top. It works really well. I don't think he would have made it if we had guests on for the back portion of the season, probably. So I'm really thrilled that it was just us for these last few podcasts. Yeah. Uh, that I mean, ended listen, up working out quite well. I, I did score him fairly well this, this you back did. half of the season. You did. I, I for sure there was a point where I could have just rigged the scores. I could have like zeroed everybody <laughs> out and just given a Chang a five every single episode and it would have worked. I think he clinched it probably if I had gone full dark around the Meow Meow Beans episode. But that yeah. never had to happen, Jess, because you were leaning into the Chang dynasty as well. I was. Uh, I will we say, both like, brought this... Chang to this moment. This ended up happening quite authentically. 
no subterfuge required. This amount of Chang works for me. I yes. feel like they found their groove. It is very much helped by the fact that Pierce is no longer around to like, we don't need two, I think is what we discovered. Like we don't need both of them. And so without Pierce there, I feel like they really found their groove with Chang and the writing of Chang and like what to do with him. I like his turn at the end here. I think it makes all the sense in the world. And I love how the study group isn't even like surprised. They're just like, yeah, you know, that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, so I'm happy that Chang won this season. Yeah, it works out. So Chang is the winner. So how does this shake out as far as the MVPs across the seasons? It was Abed in one. Abed, then Troy, Troy then Britta, then Annie, and then Chang. Okay. All right. Well, we will see who ends up being the season six MVP a few months from now when we pick back up Um, the Dean's list. We can give our points out, but Hickey has clinched it. He clinched it a long time ago. He ends up being the, uh, the season five MVP with 11 points. His closest competitor uh, is a, a tie between Cobra commander and the polygraph woman at two. There was just like, I mean, first of all, there are a lot of episodes where there aren't a ton of side characters this season. And so Hickey is, uh, you know, a main guy at this point. He's not, you know, he's he's bound to get a lot of points. Um, and it's like it's it's Jonathan Banks. Like, come on. Like, is what are he we back do? or this is it? This is the end he's for back. Jonathan Banks. OK, cool. I believe he's back, actually. Let me look. Yeah. Do we get more Hickey? I certainly hope so. Uh, it would be sad to lose Hickey without without any further without any further comment on the great Jonathan Banks. Yeah, because, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, he is back. Yep. Okay, great, 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 great. Um, okay, so I gave mine to Hickey for episode 12. I gave mine to Richie for episode 13 because uh, of his psychic powers. Yeah, really I moved to me. me. After I thought more about it, the the hang gliders thing did uh, did crack me up. Yeah, so you went Richie as well. Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay, so Richie is actually tied for second place then with yes, Polygraph sorry. Woman yes. and Cobra Commander. <laughs> Good. I'm, I'm glad to see Richie get the respect he deserves there. Yeah. Uh, rating the episode, I ended up giving. Uh, sorry, Jess. I'm just going to keep adjusting my scores on the fly here a little bit. Um, I was going to give these two episodes both a three out of four cools, like totally serviceable, totally solid for me. Uh, but I think ultimately because of the score that I gave by rolling to uh, advanced advanced Dungeons and Dragons ending mm-hmm. up being a three that I felt like I had to at least distinguish this from that. So I gave this a 3.1, both of them. 3.1s for the two-part finale. Really solid for me. And I think the meta is very funny. Jokes per minute, maybe not so much for me in these two episodes, but some really funny moments as well. And a totally satisfying end to what I thought was a really satisfying season of the show. So 3.1 is where I went. Uh, I gave uh, episode 12 a 2.7 and episode 13 a 3.1. I really feel like the second episode is is stronger than the first. The first just does a lot of setup for the second. Um, so I felt like the second episode was just worthier of a, a higher score. The audience gave episode 12 um, a 3.08 and the second episode a 3.28. Uh, so we're going to have um, basic story falling at 2.98 total and basic sandwich a 3.10 um, closer to the bottom than the top. Um, but we can we can quickly run through where everything ended up falling. Sure. Um, uh, the final placed episode of the season was bondage and beta male sexuality in 12th place. Advanced advanced Dungeons and Dragons. Oof, I love to see it. Uh, 11th place basic story. 10th place G.I. Jeff. Ninth place was Basic Sandwich. 
Eighth place was Repilot. Seventh place was VCR Maintenance and Educational Publishing. Uh, publishing. Uh, sixth was Analysis of Cork-Based Networking. Fifth place, Introduction to Teaching. Fourth place, App Development and Condiments. Third place, Cooperative Polygraphy. Second place, the Troy Bon Voyage Geothermal Escapism. Number one with a crack was basic <laughs> intergluteal numismatics. The ass crack bandit strikes mm-hmm. again, Jess Sterling. Yes, numero uno. I think this tracks. This makes sense. I personally feel like the top four are like, even the top five are just like the strongest. Elite, elite, so, elite so episodes good. of the show. They could stand up to a lot of other episodes from a lot of other seasons. Yes, um, so really, sure. really, really great. Um, also, I actually made a mistake. Uh, Jonathan Banks doesn't, uh, return there are mentions of Bug- buzz hickey next season but he well, is not I'm actually thr- there. i'm thrilled about the amount of uh jonathan banks that we that we got uh yeah, we I will did, see I, some new faces i so. did i did look and see like who's on season six uh and i don't have i have one uh name in in uh that i yep. that i remember i'm like oh okay well let's see how that goes uh mm-hmm. but i saw that he was it didn't look like he was back uh and so i was kind of on the edge of my seat in this episode thinking like are they gonna kill off uh hickey uh, so well, no, no, I just think like, you have to you have to remember like they were on the verge of cancellation. They didn't totally. know what was going to happen. And Jonathan Banks, so, yeah. I will not debase myself with yeah. Yahoo screen. Uh, like that <laughs> totally tracks for yeah, me. So yeah. uh, don't be sad that it's over. Smile because it happened. Uh, yeah. So uh, was very very happy with Jonathan Banks's contributions to season five of Community, which I thought was great. It was a really fun time. I was I hope that the joy was uh, translating on the podcasts, Jess. I really loved season five of Community. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed my rewatch of season five. Um, it's a really strong season. And I think like, especially the first half of it is just, so, it's like, it's episode after episode of just such great, like new, innovative, fun content. And I think when you think about the fact that we were just coming off of season four, always on the verge of cancellation, Dan Harmon is back. Like you could feel that in the energy of the show. Um, and I'm really excited to talk about season six in a couple of months because I think there is there is stuff to love about season six. Um, obviously, anything is better than season four. Um, but there's a lot to love about season six that I'm excited to get into. All right. Well, it's going to be a minute before we get back into season six. But we're just trying to savor the flavor because once season six is done, we just got to wait for the movie. But who knows when the yeah. movie is coming. But the end times for community and community building are looming. So let's just push that further down the horizon. Because uh, yeah. we've been doing this for a long time. And I don't want to think about what it means when this podcast is over, Jess. Yeah, we'll kick the can down the road a little bit so we don't have to be sad. I don't want to think about that problem. Yeah, <laughs> that's a future problem. I don't want to deal mm-hmm. with that right now. There's too much else to deal with right now, including Succession and Yellow Jackets, two shows that are returning here very, very soon that Jess and I, among others, are covering. So if you want to hear more from me and Jess and others talking about TV right now, those are probably the two best places for you to go at this moment in time. Check out Post Show Recap Succession wherever you get your podcasts and Post Show recaps yellow jackets wherever you get your podcasts subscribe to those feeds watch those shows alongside us if you don't watch them and you never plan to listen to the podcast i think we'll guide you through a very fun time uh so it's the final season of succession is coming up in the second season of yellow jackets two really important seasons of tv that we really want to make sure that we are covering to the best of our ability and we want to make sure that we're going to give the same treatment to community as well down the line so that is the reason for all of the season uh we hope that that is appreciated by you just in addition to all of those shows what kind of shit have the 90s taught you uh, lately and what else is going on in your world 
Well, we are not only finishing up season five of Community, but we're finishing up season five of Dawson's Creek. Uh, the Creek is we're we're almost done with Dawson's Creek. And by almost, I mean, we still have like 23 episodes to cover, but only one more season. Uh, so we're really excited to dig into season six after we finish up season five. And of course, it is March Madness, which you know, for sports people out there, that's a very important time in basketball. Uh-huh. Uh, for yeah. Shit 90 Shows taught me, we're going to do a bracket of our own. So keep your eyes peeled for that. You can find us at Shit 90s Pod on Twitter and Instagram. Amazing. Incredible. Uh, I'm at Round Howard. Wherever you can find me, Jess is at the Jess Sterling. We are community building. PosherRecaps.com slash community building to subscribe to the podcast. Community at PosherRecaps.com to send in emails, ratings, all of that good stuff. And Patreon com slash poster recaps to support the podcast and keep it online we will be back in a few months to finish out season six of community until then everybody as we always say Corey b take us a subway this is a show in season five if i could baba booey, baba booey, baba booey. shut up leonard weekly and jazz here till it ends Needed to pass or fail Greendale with all of our friends. The brightest timeline makes you say, Touche. 